Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? You're fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand-check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. Here's your host, Simo Bucket. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome on into episode 79 here on the Hoopers Log Thursday, a TNT Thursday, February 25th, 2016, here in the Seat Geek Studios here on CLNS Radio, here through Blog Talk Radio, and if you're listening to the podcast on Apple iTunes, yes sir, you know where it's at. All right, so episode 79 here again, one day away from episode 80 tomorrow. Tomorrow's episode will be at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, 3.30 p.m. Pacific. Today's episode is on at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. I do not see Andrew Norris in the studio, but that's okay. Let's get it going today. There's 10 games in the NBA last night. There was one game in the world of college basketball that was heavily, uh, heavily, heavily watched uh, by many of those, a big-time indicator of what might happen here in the rankings coming up for next week. Obviously, today is Thursday. Yesterday was Wednesday. Hump day was yesterday. Uh, not very many weapon-worthy performances that I might add in the NBA. There were 10 games, but not a lot of great performances um, kind of a run-of-the-mill day, if you ask me. Um, we're going to fly through college basketball here at the beginning of the show. Once Andrew gets in, we will get him in here. We went 7-2-1. Two, 7-2-1 and one. Seven, two, and one in our picks yesterday. Andrew went 4-0-1. I went 3-2. and two. We did very well yesterday as a Hooper's Log show. So if you listened to episode 78, you heard our picks. And then today, we will make our picks as well if Andrew gets in. If he doesn't get in, I'll make all six picks today in the NBA. There are six games on in the NBA tonight. No major ranked games in the world of college basketball tonight, uh, but we will run through the standings for you here at the beginning of the show. Uh, but for, i got to get to something real quick. I really do. If you'd like to call in, first of all, in the SeatGeek studios, my name is Simo Bucket. 323-642-1558 is the number if you'd like to come in and talk hoops. Again, 323 642 1558. This is the final episode that will be at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and then we'll switch to 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, starting on Monday. And from there on out, we will go at that time until further notice. I work uh, in the afternoon from noon till whenever our warehouse closes. I'm a very busy man uh, when it comes to that when it comes to that time of day. Uh, but early in the morning, I can get things done, and so I will switch the show to one hour earlier starting Monday, for those of you that don't know. Also, YouTube channel will be up on March 1st. Expect a video from me, an introductory video, and then we'll get other guys on board, and we'll find a way to get some other uh, interactive videos going as time moves forward. But clearly, we're in the infancy stages of the YouTube channel. But I want to get something real quick before we get to basketball. First of all, I understand – uh, this industry of uh, radio, media, you name it, 
I get it's all about ratings. I do. I get really that at the end of the day, everything we do is about ratings. Everything we do is about making that extra money, that extra buck, getting that extra sponsorship. I understand. Believe me, I do. And I also understand that the radio industry isn't as strong as it was 20, 30, 40 years ago. Um, Up-to-date scores aren't as important as they were 20 years ago when there was no uh, iPhone, when there was no uh, uh, cellular device that had all your information needed on it. I get it. Um, It's not as important to listen to. Uh, I also understand that uh, the way that that it works in the industry of talking about things and, and getting things stirred up and rumors, they aren't as powerful as they were 20 years ago, really. When it comes to the industry, because we now have Twitter, we now have Facebook, social media, Instagram, you name it, uh, also other outlets, uh, television is way more powerful now than it was 20 years ago, uh, way more. I mean, it is, it is night and day different. The radio is where it all began. And I, I understand that, you know, certain topics become more popular. But it's getting to the point now where and, – and I do a basketball show here. So some of you that are listening, my name is Simo Buckets here on the Hooper Talk. And if you'd like to call in and talk about this per se, that'd be fantastic. 323-642-1558. But, but, I, but, but I've been doing this for about two, three years now. And here's the thing. And, and, and again, I, like I just mentioned, all ratings, I get it. February 25th. Look, what time of year is it for sports? It is, you know, obviously entertainment world. It is Oscars, Grammys, awards season. Um, obviously you have basketball in full flex right now with the NBA and, uh, and college basketball coming literally down to the wire here with about four or five days left until conference tournaments begin. It's, I mean, it is, we are less than, less than three weeks away, almost two weeks away now from selection Sunday. And what, what do I hear when I turn on, you know, when I get off this show, what do I do? You know, I, I get, I get ready to go to work. I, I'm busy. You know, I usually listen to the final hour of the Colin Coward show, or I listen to the podcast, the Colin Coward show. I listen to my other favorite uh, radio hosts. And what do I hear? I hear, I hear conversations about the combine and NFL news and, you know, free agent rumors and rumors about the NFL and drama and, and this Peyton Manning scandal that's going on. And I get it. And I get it. It's all, it's all rating driven. I understand. But I'm getting to a point, and I'm one of those, for those of you that know me who are listening to the show right now, I'm one of those that grew up a sports nut. I was, so, I was such a big sports nut, my family would, would block ESPN and Fox Sports and all those other channels on at home because that's all I would talk about. I was one of those kids, and I'm sure you are too if you're listening to the show. But it gets to a point where I, I transition through different seasons. And if, and if you're one of those people as well, you know exactly what I'm, where I'm going from where I'm going towards with this little rant that I'm about to go on before we talk basketball. There would not much happen in the world of basketball, but I really want to get to this. Look, the NFL Combine stuff is going on right now. There are three things that I care about in the NFL offseason, or football offseason in general. Just three, only three things that I care about. And for those of you who know what I'm saying, it, it is getting so overblown in the NFL sports. The one thing I love about college football is that literally once the national championship is over, outside of national signing day, it dies. Like nothing happens in the world of college football. You hear nothing. You don't hear drama. You don't hear, you know, rumors. You don't hear any of that. The only thing you might hear is a kid getting, you know, getting suspended or, or you know, or, or doing something stupid off the field. Obviously spring, spring practices happen here in about a month and a half, two months. Outside of that stuff, you don't really hear anything from April – or uh, April or May on when it comes to college football until late August when camps get started. That's about the time. That's about it. In the NFL, look, I was sick about 10 days ago 
I was sitting on the I was sitting on the couch trying to drink some drink some water, drink some orange juice, watch uh, you know watch some ESPN, watch some Sports Center. It was it was a couple of days before the trade deadline, and a couple of trades trades had been made, not major trades, but they were trades nonetheless. And what's the first thing I see on Sports Center? And I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna dig into it. Look, what do I see? Kirk Cousins is rumored to not take to take the franchise tender. Do do I give do do I give a rat's ass about Kirk Cousins signing a a a tender in February, middle of February? Do you think any generic or just uh, sports fan who's knowledgeable gives a damn about what happens when it comes to free agent rumors in February? You recognize that f- the fiscal year in the NFL ends about about mid to to early March. That's that's one of the three things that I care about in the NFL offseason. Look, there's three things I care about once the Super Bowl ends in the NFL, until the regular season begins. There are three things. There is the fiscal year ending, which is when all the free agents start signing. The trade rumors start to come, and all the trade stuff happens. That first two-week, week, two-week period of that, that's when I care. The second time I care is when the draft is coming. I don't care about the combines. I don't care about what you know who's being rumored to go where. I don't really care about all that stuff. I don't. I don't care about this stupid combine crap that's going on right now do you think any of this will matter come september when the super, when the football season begins none of it matters none of it matters at all it doesn't mean anything these guys aren't aren't olympians they're not they're not going to be crazy unbelievable people down the stretch does anyone remember the combine from last year no you don't remember it does anybody remember the draft in in all of its essence from last year not really but i'm sure you would if you looked back on it um, the draft is another thing I look forward to. I look forward to the fiscal year ending. Uh, when the schedule comes out, the official schedule, like all the games officially taken out, not the opponents you play, but the actual times of the games, and I really care about that. And then I care about the draft. And once the draft ends, I could care less about what happens, unless there's a big trade or something that, you know, unless someone's going from one place to another or someone gets released or what, or someone retires, I don't care. I really don't. I don't care about these rumors, and they and they and they are they are bogging down and flooding my sports knowledge and my sports, you know, everything that I want to know about basketball. The more stuff that could be happening when it comes to college basketball. Look, by the way, people, I have been listening to the radio for like 15 years since I was like 10 years old, and I have been listening to the radio as of late, and I don't ever remember this much NFL drama in February after the Super Bowl. Usually once the Super Bowl ends, you got about three or four days a week of, you know, talking about it. And then generally that's when basketball takes over. And that's when everyone starts talking about college basketball. Everyone starts talking about, you know, MLB spring training getting going. Everyone starts talking about the NBA and what's going on there. It's all different sports, but it has been so NFL heavy. I'm going to tell you, I'm telling you, it's getting to the point where I'm getting really, really sick and tired of listening about football, and I love football. Trust me, I absolutely love football. But I love football for a certain amount of time. I only like football from about late August till, I'd say, early January when the Super Bowl happens. That's about it. That is about it. Outside of that, I, don't, I, could, give a, I could give a rat's ass about football. The only time I care, like I said, the, 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 the fiscal year ending, which comes up in about two weeks, I care about the draft, and I care about I care about when the, when the schedule's released. That's it. After outside of that, and those are like little check-in things. Outside of that, I, I want I don't care about it. I want to watch my baseball. I want to watch my basketball. I want to hear rumors and and stories and and uh, and, and good feel-good stories and interesting rumors and interesting topics that come up through the landscape of the sports that are happening currently. 
And I don't, I'm not hearing any of it. I'm not hearing any of it. And, it, and it's frustrating because once I get off here and I talk my basketball and I feel like really people are, you know, giving me insight on my show and things of that nature and people are talking to me and, and X, Y, Z. And then I go listen to big-time radio hosts who are getting over 8 million, 10 million views a day, and they're talking NFL. And, yeah, they're talking other things because clearly they're more nationally broadcast syndication. I get that. But then they start talking about NFL, and I'm like, hold on. We're talking about – we're talking about RG3 rumors going to, to the 49ers on, on, in February. We have two weeks away, and we're, we're, we're so NFL-driven as a country. It's getting to a point, and I'm just going to say it. We're getting to a point now where the wrong people are getting, are getting involved in sports. The, the wrong people are not involved, but people who love sports, they're the wrong people. If you know what I'm saying, you, you know where I'm coming from. We have people who are into this for an entertainment perspective, and that's cool. That's awesome. I like those people. But we're getting so many people, fans, consumers, you name it, that are so into sports. The only thing that they find interesting is football. And so that's what steers the narrative in the radio landscape. And it bothers me. It, it, it absolutely bothers me. I know that's, that's where, where the, that is where the money is at with the NFL. That's where the popularity is at. I totally get it. But it gets to a point where even me, as one of the more diehard football fans who's loved football since I was little, it's getting to the point now where this is all we talk about. There's not, literally, I hear nothing interesting about the NBA, college basketball. I haven't heard any major college basketball like interest topics on the radio at all this year. None. No one really knows. None of these major Big-time affiliates know really what's going on in the world of college basketball. They don't understand how incredibly parody-driven the college basketball world is right now. And to them, it's boring. True basketball fans love this stuff. You talk about turning off your audience and just taking in the audience that is, that is gearing towards the most listens. It, it's frustrating. It is. We're in, we in the hotbed of basketball right now. End of February, early March, we're getting to the hotbed of basketball where that's all we talk about. And I hear nothing on national radio. I hear nothing. Well, it, it, it's bothersome. It bothers me. The NFL bothers me. It bothers me because it's taking up too much of my airwaves. I, I don't want to hear about the NFL 24-7. It's so boring. It's so irritating. And then what's funny is, is once we actually do get to the NFL season, you got the baseball playoffs. You've got college football. you got all these other things that actually take over more airwaves than just the NFL alone. But for some reason, the NFL loves to take over February, March, April, May, June, July. But then once the actual sports start, when the NFL starts, everyone talks about everything else. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. It's, it's, what, what it boils down to, it's just, it's just bat, poo, and crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's craziness. It's craziness to talk about one sport all year long all the time it's 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 getting it's getting really under my skin and then for those of you listening to the hoopers log i want to provide you with an opportunity to listen join and be a part of something where you really just get into the thick of basketball when you should be getting into the thick of it which is right now and this time of year let's get into college basketball real quick and then we'll get into the nfl kevin hart let's get it started man all right all right all right we're gonna learn today obviously the big game last night villanova uh, against Xavier, big-time, big-time game, one versus five. In reality, this should have been, like Andrew said before the show, one versus two. Xavier could be the ranked, number two-ranked team in the country right now if it wasn't for, you know, other teams like Oklahoma, 
Duke, North Carolina, things like that. And, and again, I know that I know that those aren't the teams in between them, but that's what it feels like. I mean, Xavier, if they were a bigger name, they would be ahead of teams like Kansas, maybe Virginia, Oklahoma. They're right there. I mean, they're right there. They're ranked fifth in the country, and they beat Villanova last night, ninety to eighty-three in Xavier. A huge Xavier win. They may jump to the number one team in the nation after this win. They're now thirteen and three in the in the East in the Big East Conference. A big win for them. North Carolina beats NC State last night. Another upset in the world of college basketball. Wisconsin beats Iowa, sixty-seven to fifty-nine. That is a huge win in the Big Ten for Wisconsin to keep their conference tourney hopes alive. Excuse me. NCA Cherney hopes a lot. Colorado destroys Arizona 75-72. Look, it was not really a destruction fest, but they found a way to keep it close and really beat them on the defensive side of the ball to win this ball game because Arizona played good in the second half. Just Colorado found a way to come back and beat them 75-72. Louisville beats Pittsburgh 67-60. Oregon beats Washington State 76-62. Texas A&M just barely getting over Mississippi State 68-66 in Texas A&M. And then Notre Dame beats West, Wake Forest 69-58. Let's skim through the conference tourneys real quick, and then we'll get to the NBA. I'm telling you real, real quick. America East, Stony Brook, three, two games up on Albany. They're going to win that conference automatically. American East, Temple up one game, or half a game on SMU. Tulsa, SMU, those are the three. Uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Tulsa, SMU, Temple, all American standings teams contending for a spot. Connecticut and Houston one game back. Atlantic 10, St. Joseph's 12 and 3, Dayton 12 and 3, BCU 12 and 3, St. Bonaventure 11 and 4, and George Washington at 10 and 5. All really close right there behind them. ACC standings, North Carolina 12 and 3, Miami and Louisville are one game back there in the ACC. Atlantic Sun, North Florida 9 and 4, Big 12, Kansas 12 and 3, two games up on Oklahoma. Big East standings, Villanova and Xavier are now tied with 13 wins. Xavier has 13 and 3, Villanova's 13 and 2. But Xavier looks like they're going to be the team that's going to take it after winning last night. Weber State and Montana lead the Big Sky standings. Winthrop leads the Big South standing by one game over High Point and UNC Asheville. Big Ten standings. Indiana leads by one game over Maryland and Iowa. And then they lead two games over Michigan State, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Ohio State. It is a log jam there in the Big Ten. Big West. Hawaii leads one well, one and a half game over UC Irvine in the Big West. The Colonial Athletic UNC Wilmington is one game up on Hofstra. Conference USA standings, UAB is one game up on Marshall. Horizon League standings, Valparaiso is two games up on Oakland. Ivy League standings, Yale leads the Ivy League standings, one game over Princeton right now, and a game and a half over Columbia. Max standings, Monmouth is one game up on Iona. Mid-American standings in the East, Akron is one game up on Ohio. In the West, Ball State is one game up on Toledo and Central Michigan. In the MEAC standings, Hampton is a half game up on South Carolina State and a game up on Norfolk State. State, huh, state. Uh, Missouri Valley standings. Wichita State is three games up on Evansville. Mountain West standings. San Diego State is four games up on Fresno State. Northeast standings. Wagner is a game up on Mount St. Mary's and Sacred Heart. Ohio Valley standings in the West. Tennessee State and Murray State are tied in the Western portion. One game up on Eastern Illinois. And then Belmont is two games up in the Eastern portion of the Ohio Valley up on Tennessee State. The Pac-12 standings. Oregon is one game up on Arizona, Utah, and two games up or a game and a half up on California. Patriot League standings. Bucknell is one game up on Lehigh, and then uh, SEC, log jam at the top. Kentucky, one game up on South Carolina and Texas A&M, and two games up on Vanderbilt and LSU. Southern standings, Chattanooga is one game up on East Tennessee State. Southland standings, you got Stephen F. Austin is 14-0, three games up on Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. SWAC standings, you got Texas Southern, uh, two, three games up, two, two and a half games up on Alcorn State. Summit League standings, IPFW is two games up on South Dakota State. 
Sunbelt standings, Arkansas Little Rock, 14-2. and two. They are three games up on Louisiana Monroe. West Coast standings, St. Mary's, 13-3, and three, tied with Gonzaga at 13-3, and, and they're both one game up on BYU. And in the WAC standings, New Mexico State is one game up on Grand Canyon. That is your uh, college basketball standings as of right now, up today, in your face. College basketball this weekend is going to be crazy because the conference tournaments start next week on Tuesday. And we'll preview all that for you on Monday, on Leap Year Day, and also on that day on March 1st. We will get you all the conference standings information you need and also expect the YouTube channel to have something on that as well throughout the week. NBA basketball. I don't have Andrew here in the studio. I can't find him. I don't know where he's at. We'll get him in eventually. If not, eh, we'll get it going. Anyway, we went 7-2-1 and one in our picks last night. We'll give you those here in a little bit. Um, one thing before I get to these games, though, uh, Chicago and Houston. Uh, there was a little post. If you, want to, if you want to send me a message or send talk, at TalkBball now or at Buckets 253 a message about this and, and just interact with us through the show, um, this is a really good question I saw on NBA.com. Who's going to miss the postseason out of the two? Who's more than likely to miss the postseason out of the two teams? Chicago or Houston? That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good question because Chicago is in a downspin. Houston right now is out of a postseason spot. Yet Houston, both these teams a year ago made it to the second round of the postseason. Houston made it to the Western Conference Finals. And both teams now look like they might not even make the postseason. But which one is higher, than, more than likely not going to make the postseason this year? Look, I think, honestly, both of them aren't going to make it, in my opinion. I think a team like Houston actually is the one that's more than likely going to miss the postseason. I think I still think Chicago can make it in as an eighth or seventh seed, but seeing a team like Houston play the way they've been playing, I wouldn't be shocked if they missed the postseason this year. It's been it's been strange seeing how they've been playing this entire year. Let's get into the games from last night in the NBA. Uh, one interesting note as well, obviously, uh, as the Warriors beat the Heat last night in a very very close game, one eighteen to one twelve. The Warriors are now fifty one. And five, they head into tonight where if they win their game on Thursday, if they win their game over the Magic and the Rockets lose to the Blazers in Portland, the Warriors will be the first team to clinch a playoff spot during the season. And it's only February 25th. Think about that. It's only February 25th, and the Golden State Warriors could be the first playoff team in. It's, It's fascinating to see, and it's interesting stuff, obviously, as the Golden State Warriors keep dominating their way through the NBA. Cavaliers beat the Hornets last night. This was on our, one of our picks. We picked the Cavs minus the eight. They got the victory, and they covered the spread, 114 to 103, beating, winning over the Hornets by 11. Look, the Cavs, 41 and 15, still dominating their way through the Eastern Conference. Pacers, we lost. I lost this one last night, picking the Pacers minus, I believe it was like eight and a half or whatever. Either way, they didn't cover the spread. Pacers win, though, 108 to 105 over the Knicks. Big-time win there by the Pacers as they keep pace in the Eastern Conference. 108 to 105 was the victory for the Pacers. Pistons win 111-91. to 91. Uh, They covered the spread. They were, they were favored by 11.5. They dominated this one over the 76ers, hitting the victory. Uh, Warriors beat the Heat, as I just mentioned. Steph Curry, performance of the night, 42.7 assists, 7 rebounds, and 2 blocks. A big-time performance there, a 65 on the wipe away the performance scale as Steph Curry absolutely went off. Raptors, and, and we also got that one as well. We picked the Heat plus 8.5. They got the spread. They beat it. They got it done in that one. Uh, obviously, we won that one as well. Raptors beat the Timberwolves. We covered that spread as well. As the Raptors were favored, uh, as, as actually we had the we had the Timberwolves plus the nine and a half, and the Raptors only won by nine. So we got that spread covered. We got that one done uh, properly. 
Uh, obviously, it was by the skin of our teeth we got it done. Uh, but the Raptors did get the victory, 114-105. to 105. DeMar DeRozan, 31 points. Not quite well enough for a white forward performance, but he was outstanding nonetheless. Raptors, 38-18, and 18, still hovering in the Eastern Conference as the two-spot. Bulls beat the Wizards. This was another loss from last night. I had the Wizards plus one. Obviously, the Bulls won 109-104. to, to 104. John Wall did not have a great game, 16 points of seven assists. Still not playing great basketball. Pava saw 15 rebounds, one assist shy of a triple-double, but not quite white forward worthy nonetheless. Other than that, the Bulls get the victory. Now, 30-26. and 26. This is why I think the Bulls will make the playoffs more than the Houston Rockets will have a chance to because, obviously, the Bulls keep on chugging along even though they're injured and, and hampered down by what they have. Grizzlies beat the Lakers. The Lakers, uh, this was a this was a uh, push. Lakers, uh, we had Lakers plus nine. Obviously, the Grizzlies uh, won by nine, so it was a push no matter which way you went. Grizzlies win 128 to 119. Grizzlies now 33 and 23. Uh, as they get the victory there, uh, Mike Conley, uh, 24.6 rebounds, eight assists, a fantastic game by him. Thunder beat the Mavericks. Mavericks, obviously, the Thunder were favored by five and a half. We got the Thunder in that one, and we got the victory. 116 to 103, Russell Westbrook, white forward the performance, 24 points, 13 rebounds, seven assists, and five, a 57 on the white forward the performance scale. Big time win by Russell Westbrook in that one as the Thunder get the victory, and they cover the spread, giving us another victory. Nuggets beat the Clippers. Andrew got this one right. He swayed me. He was right. He got it done. That's why he went 4-0-1. Nuggets win 87-81. They were 10.5-point underdogs, and they got the victory flat out. Big-time win for the Nuggets. Obviously stunning the Clippers, who have been playing well as of late. Chris Paul, 17 points, 10 assists. Not quite good enough for a white boy performance, but still great nonetheless. And Kenneth Reed finally showing up. 21 points, 11 rebounds. Clearly that assist, or excuse me, that illness is not there with uh, Kenneth Reed as of late. So the Nuggets get the victory. Still trying to stay afloat in that conversation for an eighth spot in the Western Conference. And the Spurs, they were favored by seven. They dominated this game. They won by 16. They won 108-92. Rajon Rondo, a white forward performance. 18 assists, eight rebounds, seven points, and three steals of 54 on the white forward performance. Like I said, not very many white forward performances. Three on the night. Ten basketball games, only three white forward performances. Shocking, to say the least. But again, we went 7 2 and one on the Hoopers log. I don't see Andrew in here. I don't know where he's at. Who knows? That's okay. That's totally fine. Let's make our picks and then let's get out of here and let's let's end you off on a good note. Obviously, I ranted about the NFL a little too long, but it's all good. Um, expect not that not to happen again. Uh, but again, uh, we are uh, we we are getting it done here. Six picks. We have six picks tonight in the NBA. And who do I think is going to get the victories tonight? The Warriors are favored by eight over the Magic. Look, I know the I know the Magic have been playing pretty well. They're going into Orlando, and Orlando is one of those teams that plays teams tough. But the Warriors are just too good. Look, uh, you got to take the Warriors minus the eight in this one. They've known to just absolutely light teams up, and I think they're looking to clinch a playoff spot tonight so they can find themselves in the postseason and just not worry about anything else. And I know they're not worried about making the postseason. They're going to get in. But uh, they need this game tonight just so that they can lock it up because I think the Portland Trailblazers are going to find a way to get the victory over the Rockets, which I'll get to that game in a little bit. Uh, Bucks beat Bucks Bucks in Boston. Boston is favored by eight. I would take Milwaukee plus the eight in this one because I think the Celtics are going to win, but I think the Bucks will keep it really close. Look, they've got some guys on that team that can challenge them from the size perspective, and Greg Monroe, obviously, Jonathan Stacupo. They're a very lengthy team, as we all know, but the Celtics – they're, they should win, but by eight, I don't see that happening. I think the Celtics will win more by like five or six. I think the Bucks will keep it close in Boston. I think the Boston Celtics will win, but it will definitely be a close game down the stretch. Thunder and Pelicans. The Thunder are favored by five and a half. 
take Oklahoma City plus uh, minus the five and a half because, I mean, obviously they've been playing outstanding basketball as of late, and after last night they played great. Obviously the Thunder, uh, excuse me, the Pelicans have not had a great season this year. Anthony Davis is really the only thing they got going for them. But Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant on national television, that's the first game on TNT tonight at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Definitely tune into that one, but the Thunder should absolutely annihilate the Pelicans tonight in New Orleans. Bucks and Sun, uh, excuse me, sorry, not Bucks. Uh, Brooklyn Nets and Suns tonight. Two, just a crapshoot game. The, the Nets are favored by a point and a half. Take the Nets and the point and a half. They're going to get it done tonight. I, I, I think that they're going to find a way to get the victory in this one. Obviously, with the Suns reeling and the way they've been playing, look, no matter how you look at it, they're just they're just not playing well and they're not doing a good job. So take the Nets minus the point and a half. The, the Suns just don't have any firepower and they don't know how to they don't know how to compete right now. So I think the Nets will get the victory in that one. And obviously, I think Brook Lopez will absolutely dominate in that ball game. Um, one more game, two more games. Obviously, last game on TNT: Rockets and Blazers. Blazers are favored by four. Take the Blazers in the four. Um, they they should win this ball game rather easily. I mean, I know James Harden's been playing well, and I know he can help carry this team and get a victory. But Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum are proving whether the top whether a top three pack court in the NBA, and tonight will be another example. Um, they they just have a team right now and a chemistry right now like none none other. And I just don't see how they lose this ball game, and I don't see how they even how it's even close. The Rockets are reeling; they're not playing well. And clearly, if the Warriors win and the Rockets lose, Warriors get into the postseason as a as the first playoff berth team in the NBA. Talk about some crazy stuff there. Jazz, uh, Spurs at Jazz. The Spurs are favored by three. The Spurs should win this ball game. It's going to be tough. They played a tough game last night against Sacramento. I think the Spurs will win, though. Take them minus the three. Um, it's a tough game from the perspective of the Jazz are a young bunch. They're looking to get into the postseason. They have some firepower, but I think Kawhi Leonard will find a way to shut down a guy like Gordon Hayward, and Tim Duncan will make a little bit of a bounce back. Tony Parker should play well as well. The, the Jazz are good, but I think the Spurs are just are just much better right now. I, I take the Spurs minus the three. They're going to get it done. Those are your six picks today in the NBA by me, yourself. Obviously, Andrew couldn't make it in today. Very, 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 very busy at work. That's okay. It happens. I've been there. I know exactly where it's at. Andrew will host the show tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, 3.30 p.m. Pacific here on the Hooper's Log. And with that, we got about a minute left in the show. Um, thank you again for listening. Again, show will be moved to 9 a.m. Pacific, uh, 12 p.m. Eastern on Monday, uh, the 29th. So expect that to be a change. Also expect, uh, uh, you know, obviously nighttime shows to be more of a thing. I will get the schedule ready. It's going to be a crazy March. I'm telling you, March is right around the corner, and obviously Andrew will be here tomorrow. It's going to be crazy. Episode 79 in the books. Episode episode 80 tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, 3.30 p.m. Pacific here on the Hooper's Log. I will be there, and I'll make an appearance with Andrew. It should be a fun one. Thank you again, everybody. Have a fantastic day. Enjoy the basketball. Watch the guys on TNT, man. They're a fun bunch. Who knows how much longer we'll have them together. Thank you again for listening, everybody. Have a fantastic day.